0: Ayurveda, simply put, is um, wisdom of life and living. It's a user manual for us. You know, uh, I I got a simple um, sandwich maker two weeks ago, and it came with a user manual. Right. (laughs) Our cars, of course, have like booklets of user manuals. Right. And yet we don't we're not taught in school. We're not taught. Most of us are not taught by our parents. And how to maintain and service this body temple, this amazing piece of engineering we've been given. And that's what Ayurveda does for us. And it's the sister science of yoga.
1: Thank you for tuning in to season three of the Real Women Shine podcast sponsored by Beach Candy Swimwear. This year we are celebrating 11 years in the making what began as a local swim shop in coastal California in 2011, to today, a globally recognized brand collected by women around the world, as seen on E! News, The Real Housewives of Orange County, Good Day LA, and also named Editor's Pick in Sports Illustrated. My name is Britt. I am the founder, pattern maker, and designer at Beach Candy Swimwear. I will be your host, recording raw, real conversations with women who have an extraordinary story to tell. This season, we would like to introduce our Wellness for Women initiative, sharing holistic healing practices from my personal journey of reversing autoimmune disease. At Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe in the infinite alchemy of women empowering women. Find inspiration to enrich your life as we spotlight real, everyday women who shine.
0: Hello, Sandia. How are you? I'm doing great, Brittany. Lovely to see you
1: again. So lovely to see you. It's amazing that our paths have crossed all these years later. I think it's been... 10, 15, 10, 12 years since I last saw you, maybe 10 That's years. That's
0: right. I mean, thanks to your mama. I
1: know, I know. <laughs> so let our listeners just dive right in and get to know you. If you'd like to either start with a little bit of your history and we can yeah. we can work from there.
0: Sure, sure. So first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's, a, it's an honor, but it's also a joy. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I absolutely adore talking about Ayurveda, which I'm so passionate about. I mean, Ayurveda literally gave my life back. Um, so just a quick history. I mean, I, I'm an MBA in finance and marketing, and I spent 15 plus years in the world of corporate America in finance and marketing and burning out and burning yeah. both ends of the candle. I know you're only too familiar with that. Um, and um you know, uh, the asthma that I had since I was a child just kept getting worse. And my wake-up call was when I was hospitalized with pneumonia I was pretty serious. And I had to um, take a look at um, another look at Ayurveda because I grew up with it. And Western medicine, I realized while it can save life, it's great in emergency critical care situations, it's ultimately a disease care system and not a healthcare system. So I wanted to take charge of my health, um, understand the root cause, and not just, you know, take another inhaler, another steroid, another antibiotic that the doctors would prescribe. And so I sought out an Ayurveda practitioner, reconnected with my roots. And with her help, I started implementing recommendations, and which were customized for me, and I saw shifts happening, not just in the management of my asthma symptoms, but my my sleep was getting better. My skin was looking better. You know, I started losing some weight that I had piled on in, you know, working like 60 hours a week. Um, And I had been diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and I never went on that medication. But my thyroid markers started improving. And so I was so blown away with the depth of this ancient wisdom uh, that I went to school for it. Uh, And that was in 2008 um, at the California College of Ayurveda, which is where I still teach to this day. And um, the rest, as they say, is history. In uh, 2010, I started my internship, which means I started my practice, uh, just on the side, you know, as a side hustle, like we do sometimes. (laughs) But it was so clear to me, just as how Ayurveda made such a profound, impact on my health and well-being and all or everyone around me I saw how my recommendations when put into practice by my clients was changing their lives and it was so clear to me that this is what this was my dharma as they say purpose in life yes I should remember when I went to my boss and I told her you need to find another controller start looking because I know what I'm going to be doing for this next chapter in my life so um that's uh, that's when I started my um, Ayurveda health and wellness coaching practice. And um, now I have my platform, Alchemy Ayurveda. And so um, I offer wellness coaching, um, spiritual mentorship. Uh, I take people on retreats to India, as you know. And I've come full circle back to my cooking roots. I'm trained as a chef and now I'm a plant-based Ayurveda chef. And uh, I teach for many Ayurveda schools and programs and yoga teacher training programs. And uh, yeah, I'm just delighted. I'm just delighted to be here, to have another opportunity to talk about Ayurveda, to spread the gospel of Ayurveda. My, my goal is whether someone meets me on the plane or, uh, or, or you know at the supermarket or comes to my workshops or my retreats, my hope is that they take some things a way that they start implementing in their daily lives and it's a game changer for them so thank that. you for giving me another platform to uh, what is this, what did they say proselytize yeah, yeah preach
1: of course, of course i'm so happy to help i mean yeah. i think that what you're doing is is true medicine and um it's beautiful what you do and you're bursting with energy how you eat and live shows
0: Thank you. Know, you.
1: It seems like you don't have any brain fog between sentences, and the things that we're commonly plagued with when we're living in this toxic soup that we live in today.
0: Thank so. you for saying that. That's especially meaningful, as you know, I'm uh, I'm embarking on a one month's uh, trip to India in two days and.
1: I only love have it. a
0: million to-do lists. I'm 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 glad I'm keeping it together. So thank oh, you. Oh yes,
1: you really are. You really are. <laughs> you. Now right. um tell us more a little bit about the history of Ayurveda or a yeah. little bit more about that whole world. I know it's Yeah, and what passed. Ayurveda
0: is. Yeah, absolutely. Ayurveda, simply put, is um wisdom of life and living. It's a user manual for us, you know. I, I I got a simple um, sandwich maker two weeks ago and it came with a user manual, right? <laughs> our cars, of course, have like booklets of user manuals, right? And yet we don't, we're not taught in school. We're not taught, most of us are not taught by our parents on how to maintain and service this body temple, this amazing piece of engineering we've been given. And that's what Ayurveda does for us. And it's the sister science of yoga. So yoga came here, about, let's say, 40, 50 years ago. But it came as a physical practice asana practice, and which is great, which is helping people all over the world. And But Ayurveda is the diet and lifestyle piece of it, right? And we didn't, we didn't have that. Now Ayurveda is becoming more commonplace. But I think where Ayurveda is where yoga was like 15 years ago, you know, it's still catch, we've still got some catching up to do. Yes. Simply put, Ayurveda is a science of living or wisdom of life and longevity. And Ayurveda is considered to be the mother of all medical systems, according to the World Health Organization. Um, It has been practiced for the same length as yoga, so about 5,000, 6,000 years ago, Uh, unbroken in India, even though India has seen its fair fair share of invaders and conquerors and colonizers, right? So it has stood the test of time because it's a way of living and it's a mindful way of living. So in Ayurveda, we understand who we are through the unique lens of doshas, which I'm sure we'll get into
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, soon enough. And uh, by understanding who we are, we take in through the five senses what creates health and harmony in us. Well, avoiding those substances This can apply to relationships. This applies to where we choose to live, you know, avoiding or limiting those things that bring dis-ease or disharmony. So it's the way of living mindfully. And it's also the art of living in harmony with nature. Nature has a beautiful rhythm. Right, The sun rises at a certain time, you know, the sun doesn't say, hey, I'm going to sleep in, I'm going to party tonight so I can, you know, <laughs> <wake> up." <laughs> like <laughs> three. again, nothing wrong with that. I really, again, it's a it's, it's, it's joyful way of being. And, you know, I, I tell my clients, it's what you do 75 to 80% of the time that matters. We, you know, indulgences, cravings, celebrations, of course, we have to live our life joyfully, but we want to be mindful of what we do most of the time. And that's what Ayurveda is. So based on my constitution, what foods are best for me, what aroma therapy, what colors, what sound, music, what kind of touch therapies like self-massage, you know, what kind of yoga asanas, what kind of meditation, what kind of pranayama, you know? So I, now I have everything that's customized for my constitution and I start feeling amazing because, you know, I'm getting exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. That, in a nutshell, is Ayurveda. So
1: That's so beautiful. You mentioned doshas. Um, Mm Can you just slightly go into that? I know that's another. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, in um, Ayurveda, uh, we look at us, not just us, but every being and everything in this world in terms of the three main archetypes. And the three main archetypes are vata, pitta, and kapha. And let's take a closer look at, the, at these archetypes. And by the way, these doshas are composed of elements and pairs along with their unique qualities. Um, so I might delve into elemental makeup as well, but let's talk about the vata archetype. And to drive the point home, the Ayurvedic animal archetype is the butterfly or the bumblebee, right? The butterfly flitting from flower to flower, gathering nectar. So vata types, those of us who have a lot more vata, which is made up of air and ether, you know, in our constitution, are this are the social butterfly. We are the creative types. We are the life of the party. We are the natural born empaths. We are the healers. We feel people's pain. We are very sensitive, right? So this is the vata butterfly archetype. Let's look at physical characteristics of avatha archetype. The person is either very tall or very short, slender build, what we call slight build, slight musculature, you know, smaller features, perhaps oval face, tendency to have dry skin, nails, and hair. And everything is variable or unpredictable about them, especially when they're not in balance. So they don't like routines. They get bored easily. So it's always like, what's new? What's happening, right? <laughs> um, and they, they will use phrases like I do, like amazing, or, you know, ah, you must see this movie. You must eat this at uh, this restaurant. It's the best. And so because they're living in the moment, right? So that's the Vata archetype in terms of personality, physical characteristics, functionally So because they don't have routines, they'll have variable appetite and they're prone to gas, bloating, constipation, right? And they may have um, imbalances like um, nervous system disorders like fibromyalgia, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, because vata is movement and vata governs the nervous system. And Vata is also the king of dosha. So those of us who have a lot more Vata in our constitution, we need to work harder at maintaining our health and immunity and balancing Vata, right? So what else? And by the way, um, Brittany, as you know, my website has like an Ayurveda 101 and where people can also read up on uh, what I'm talking about and more, go Excellent. more in depth. Excellent. Yeah. And so then they can kind of see where they fall in the um, dosha continuum. Let's talk what happens. I talked about imbalances of vata, just some imbalances of vata when there is too much vata, imbalance of vata because of diet and lifestyle um, in the the body, right? Now let's see what happens to this butterfly, this beautiful, adaptable, vivacious, vivacious, creative person. What happens when they're imbalanced in the mind? They get worried. They get anxious. They get fearful. They may have panic attacks. They get overwhelmed. They have an inability to make decisions. They have an inability to focus, finish projects. They may get irritable because there's not a lot of room to them. And because they are not good with boundaries, they can take on other people's energy. And because they're very sensitive, right? And so these are some cardinal disorders of vata in the mind. And why do we get imbalanced? Well, we're not sages in the Himalayas meditating 24 seven, eating goji berries and Brahmi leaves, are we? No. We, have, we live in this modern world, right? And because of our diet and lifestyle factors or maybe factors outside of our control, environmental factors, right? we get imbalanced. When I say we get imbalanced, I mean when we do, when we take in things that aggravates the qualities of the elemental makeup of our doshas. And this is important to understand because I'm going to talk about how do we heal in a nutshell with Ayurveda. So let us, let us peel back um, the onion a little bit, if you will. Vata is made up of air and ether. And the qualities of the, of, vata, of air and ether are light, cold, dry, and this mobile, unpredictable quality, right? Like when we have wildfires, meteorologists are looking at the direction of sana and winds, right? Because it's, it's the winds, know. So vata has this mobile quality, which makes it very unpredictable. It makes it a mischief maker, which is why it's the king of doshas. So let's say in our, and by the way, because they are natural-born empaths and healers, and you know they they also make excellent mediums and clairvoyants and psychics. So, let's um, take an example of a, of a vata medium, if you will, or a psychic, right? Airy, fairy, amazing at what he or she does, right? Let's say if she misses breakfast, or if she has a breakfast of pop ups right? It's kind of light, it's kind of dry, right? And has a big kale salad for lunch we know what's gonna happen, right? Like increases like, and opposites are the cure for opposites. I'm gonna repeat that again. All of Ayurvedic healing rests on the simple yet profound principle. Like increases like, and opposites are the cure for opposites. So, and if she's gonna have that kale salad, which she probably doesn't even have the digestive fire to digest, right? Because in way, that's not so much you are how you eat, it's you are how you digest your food because digestion is the single most important determinant of good health and immunity. She's gonna, chances are, and, and you know, and perhaps nighttime is a light meal as well. Chances are she's gonna feel colder, presented with cold extremities, feel ungrounded, have trouble falling asleep, trouble staying asleep, perhaps is feeling gassy and bloated. And probably is constipated the next morning. That's like in like increases like in action. I'm sure from your personal life, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You may have experienced this
1: very well. I
0: know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Imagine if we can have this wonderful psychic medium, Batha person, start with a small bowl of oatmeal with some spices, ginger, cinnamon, with some grounding nuts, like walnuts, maybe a Um, you know half a teaspoon of coconut oil for some healthy fat or hemp seeds it's going to ground them it brings in the opposite the opposite of light cold dry and mobile is heavy warm moist and grounding right in lunch it's not like you can't have a salad but have salad at the end of something warm have in europe they have salad at the end of the meal Whenever I order soup and salad, I have soup first and then the salad, right? Because I want my, I don't want to put out my digestive fire. I want it to be optimal so it can digest and, you know, give me nutrition, give me immunity, give me stamina, give me energy.
1: Amazing. And
0: so this in a nutshell, and maybe for dinner, she can have a nice baked sweet potato with some, if she's not plant-based, maybe she can have some ghee or better yet coconut oil some cinnamon, a little bit of brown sugar. So you see where I'm going and she'll Mm. sleep well and feel nourished both inside and out. So
1: beautiful. And all of that sounds affordable. Oatmeal, sweet potato. It's not going to break the bank to eat organic, clean foods that heal your insides.
0: Not at all. In fact, I think it, it costs more to eat processed food and junk food, right? Because there's so much marketing and you're paying for all that and packaging and you know I worked for both Kraft Foods and Heinz Ketchup I worked for the biggest food company in the world so. right that's right <laughs> there's very little food in them so <laughs>
1: yes exactly
0: <laughs> that's Vata in a nutshell so if you if and if you if you or your listeners are presented with Vata imbalance bring in the opposite in everything you do You know, heavy, warm, moist, grounding, the foods that you eat, the activities that you do,
1: are there, is there one of the three doshas that's the most popular or most common? Is it vata or?
0: Not really. I mean, we're all a combination of the three doshas. We can't exist without them. So each one of us is a unique proportion. So mm-hmm. I could be 50% vata, 30% pitta. We're going to talk about that in 20% kapha. And you could be just the opposite, 50% pitta. 30 percent vata and the rest kappa. So each one of us is unique. And that's what, that's what, you know, I do as an Ayurveda practitioner is to assess a person's constitution based on many variables and factors that go into it. Um, based on functional history, your diet, your appetite, your appetite, your elimination, your digestive system, menstrual pattern for women, sleep pattern, personality characteristics. Physical evaluation, physical assessment—you know the shape of someone's face, uh, eyes, nose—all give me closest to the, the shape component, and so all those factors go into assessing a person's constitutions. So we have all three, one or more constitution predominates in each of us. That, in a nutshell, is is is, is our constitutions. So yeah. Does that does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Of course.
0: Pitta does the bull or the tiger, and when not in balance, well, in a China shop. They're the natural born leaders, they are the movers and shakers, they're perfectionists, they are the solopreneurs, the entrepreneurs, the CEOs, the soccer moms, they are perfectionists. And uh, Brittany, dare I say, I'm sure you have a fair amount of fire in you, because I you, think built I your, <laughs> <laughs> you built your business since you were very young, right? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, that takes a lot of fire, right? Yeah. Um, And they speak very clearly and directly, unlike Vata types that are rambling and all over the place. (laughs) Um, And physically, everything is medium, you know, but there are some defining characteristics. They have a strong, um, you know, passionate intensity to them. Um, their eyes might be deep set they may have high cheekbones you know so this is there's a strength to them that, that the fire comes across loud and clear <laughs> and um, good musculature and nails are often like pink or red because of the heated blood under uh, under it so pitta's made up of fire and water and where the water shows up in pitta imbalance is when somebody has acne. So there's the redness of the acne, which is inflamed, it's fire. But there's also like, you know, it's also oozing pus. So that's an oily imbalance of pitta. But pitta imbalance, think fire, too much fire. We need to calm, cool and calm the pitta down. But let's talk about digestion, appetite elimination. They are blessed with, they have fire. So they're blessed with great appetite. In fact, hangry is a term invented for a pitta who misses a meal. We don't want to be around them. We don't want to be them. So, you <laughs> know what I mean? That's yeah, time but, to tell you
1: I'm on day seven of a seven-day fast.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do my best not to say anything. I'm just
1: kidding. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just pleasure to talk to
0: you. So, um, right. So, um, great. Yeah, elimination two to three times Were they good sleepers? They might wake up with a noise, for a noise, but then they go back to sleep. Tendency to feel warm because a lot of fire, right? Where Vata's tendency to feel cold. Um, If they're, uh, what about the mind? Again, focused, clear, um, strong sense of discernment, right? Um, And they are excellent teachers. You know, people listen, they're quite magnetic and that's why many leaders possess Pitta characteristics in them. Mm-hmm. When they get imbalanced, redness, all skin issues, rosacea, acne, psoriasis, eczema. These are just some examples of pitta skin disorders. Redness in the eyes, conjunctivitis. Anything that ends with an itis, which is an inflammatory condition, is caused by too much fire. And we want to really, really watch out for inflammatory conditions because all cancers, all cancers start with inflammation, chronic low levels of inflammation, right? And that's why we want to mm-hmm. right, live an anti-inflammatory life, embrace an anti-inflammatory diet, which is what Ayurveda is, which yoga is, meditation is, spending time in nature is, volunteering our time, is, I mean, all of these, right? Like they, they support us to lead and, you know, counteract the inflammation that happens naturally because of our modern day life, diet, lifestyle and stressors that we face, right? What other imbalances? Hepatitis, cirrhosis, jaundice of the liver, right? Are all uh, pitta imbalances. What about the mind? This wonderful leader, right? Charismatic leader who has so much to teach and who was um, perhaps a community activist or a CEO or a president of a, of a community association. What happens when we are imbalanced because of our diet and lifestyle? We can become angry, critical, hot headed, impatient, judgment, judgmental. And hyper focused. You know, pithotypes are mostly super critical of others, but also themselves. And they try to be perfectionists and they try to micromanage. They don't like to let go of control. And this happens when, you know, they're not honoring honoring themselves, right? They've taken on too much. And we'll talk about how they can cause dietary imbalance as well. Let's talk about some digestive imbalances. They're blessed with great. What we call digestive fire or agni, which is basically all the enzymes that breaks down the food, the hydrochloric acid, the pepsin, the salivary amylase. But if they eat hot, spicy foods, a lot of fermented foods like kombucha, for instance, too much, what they'll do is cause inflammatory condition like burning indigestion, heartburn, acid reflux, diarrhea, right? Burning upon elimination, right? So. So how do we antidote Pitta, and why 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 are, do they get imbalanced? Diet and lifestyle, doing too much, eating the wrong foods, not eating enough, not eating on time, multitasking because they have so much on their plate. You bring in things that are cooling and calming, you know. So, um, as you know, I write for the um, uh, Chopra Center as well, and on my blog, there's tons of recipes, including a few that. summer recipes for. Your green
1: oh. chutney looks amazing. Uh-huh,
0: it's oh, my I mom's recipe. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, there's a coconut vegetable curry and which you can make and okay. coconut. The top three ceiling sea cooling foods are coconut, cilantro, and cucumber. Mm. So, so after this call, I'm going to, it's warm here. It's, it's kind of hot. Even mm. though I live by the beach, I'm actually going to cut up a Persian cucumber and have it, right? So mm-hmm. and, and yes. I can have some coconut water as well. Yeah. So... Um, so you know, there's cooling grains like you know quinoa and basmati rice, and then cooling fruits like all the melons and the stone fruits. What nature is providing us in summer, because Mother Nature knows best, and everything calming. Yes, do the do the Yang yoga if you want. Do the running, not a problem, but you know, balance it with Yin yoga, restorative yoga, right? More of the mellow practices as well. So that's
1: beautiful. That,
0: in a nutshell, is how you um antidote pitta that. Does, does that make sense
1: makes perfect sense that's right. beautiful described it so great
0: thank you yeah shall we move on to kappa the third archetype
1: let's do it let's do it
0: elephant or turtle natural bond supporter slow patient loyal devoted good listener they are not one to rock the boat they don't need to be in the limelight You know you can call them your rock you know you probably have someone in your life and say oh that's that's my rock i think i mean i have had the opportunity to meet your dad a few times with me Yeah. yeah yeah so um you know it's made they're made up of water and earth heaviest of the elements so body type wise this is the biggest body type you know we have Ectomorph, endomorph, and mesomorphs. So and mesomorphs are the big, biggest body type. Um, big frame, big, luxurious features, big, you know, big, beautiful eyes, thick lips, luxurious hair, um, tendency, have, tendency to have beautiful skin, perhaps slightly oily, right? Um, tendency to have clammy hands. Um, so big bone, big flex shape. Right, biggest, and um not blessed with great digestion or metabolism because they get weighed down by the earth and water. So these types will do well to skip breakfast because they're not hungry upon waking up. And it's best if they perhaps have their first meal three to four hours when they're really hungry. Perhaps even have two meals a day because their metabolism is sluggish. Hmm. They give time for the you know food to get digested. Mm-hmm. Their imbalances are mostly lifestyle related. So if one adopts um a, let's say standard American diet and a couch potato lifestyle, right. you know, one can have ob you know, one can encounter type two diabetes, obesity, you know, uh right. swelling, edema, water retention. Um, and it's it's so unfair because type two diabetes is becoming common in children. Right. Right. And that's because of the the diet they're fed and with very little activity, right, leading sedentary lives. So, right. And on an emotional level, this beautiful supporter can become um, too attached to things or people, overly possessive of things or people. They may get overly attached to food and, uh, you know, hoard, start hoarding and also be in codependent relationships. And kind of maybe even become manipulative. And maybe even a lethargy or depression or complac- complacency sets in. And they're resistant to change. So how those are some of the imbalances? Of course, not exhaustive, but I think you get the idea. And, and when they eat foods that are too rich for them, which they cannot digest to begin with, and a lot of it, they can... You know, they can be prone to more sluggish digestion and metabolism. And also, they might generate a lot more mucus, you know. So, there's a lack of appetite because they're just not hungry, you know. So, but they still eat and put on weight. So, right. So, since they're made up of earth and water, and earth and water is heavy, dense, moist, we bring in the opposite. They'll do well to skip breakfast and breakfast, or the first meal of the day. If they want to have breakfast, it can be something very light, like sprouted grain bread, perhaps with a little sunflower seed butter and some cinnamon on it, right? Um, and the meals they need to eat should be, should be on the lighter side. They can have steamed veggies. They can have the salad, but not too cold. They can have the lighter grains like corn or quinoa or amaranth or barley, right? I mean, they can have soups which are not like creamy, you know, they can just have like brothy soups and um, more of the leaner meats if they eat meats, right? Um, If they eat meat, more of the leaner meats. But I would say, again, as you know, again, we in Ayurveda, there's no judgment, we meet people where they are. But especially for kappa types, if they want to, you know, lose weight, rev up their metabolism and their health, I would definitely say more plant-based because it's a lighter, lighter diet, right? So right. an right. easier on digestive system. So right. that in a nutshell, and, and also because they're overly attached to things. Um, let me talk about psychologically, emotionally, how these three, three doshas can balance themselves. Okay. Vata, the antidote to fear and anxiety is cultivating faith. Whatever that may show up as for a person, it may be nature as their temple. You know, maybe having an ulcer. Maybe having, maybe journaling, maybe having a God box, unburdening their worries so it's not swirling in their head, right? So for Pitta, their, their goal is to cultivate non-judgment, one thought, one word, one action at a time. And for Kapha dosha, to cultivate non-attachment, they can give away of possession and things and their time as well. And they can start somewhere, perhaps they can join a meetup group you know, perhaps they can take an improv class to get them out of the comfort zone. So that in a nutshell is how we balance kapha, knowing that we're a mixture of all three doshas and one or more predominates. So we have to pay attention. Do we have any symptoms or dis-ease mind, body, spirit to say, ah, my vata are out of balance, my vata pitta is out of balance. Okay, and course correct a lifestyle either working with a practitioner or or on their own so that's that's ayurveda in a nutshell and ayurvedic healing
1: thank you so much if you could give our listeners three easy daily implementations of ayurveda in their daily life what would it be
0: use a tongue cleaner upon waking up it's one of the best way you can stimulate agni your digestive fire it takes 20 seconds it can be a stainless steel or copper tongue cleaner. Uh, I'm happy to send you my handout on tongue cleaning or actually my my ebook has like five daily transformative Ayurveda practices and it's tongue cleaning is one of them and there's a how-to, so that's great. Um, starting the day, if you have sluggish digestion, gas, bloating, constipation, start your day with warm lemon water in the morning. Make lunch the biggest meal of the day. everyone. That's when our agni, our digestive fire, our enzymatic activity is at its peak. Studies have shown that. So, and that will also sustain us throughout the day and give us that energy. And we won't have that 3 p.m. slump where we reach for our second cup of coffee. Or some of us, it's like the third or fourth cup of coffee and the candy bar, right? Beautiful. So, make lunch the biggest meal of the day and eat mindfully because you're feeding the secret body temple, right? Yes. And offering gratitude. I like to bookend my day with gratitude.
1: I love and, that.
0: Um, and doing self-massage. And that's my last recommendation, which is so amazing. Abhyanga. I have an article on how to on my website. So the word for oil is Sneha. The word for love is Sneha. So when you apply oil lovingly on yourself, it's the ultimate act of self-love. And self care, and Ayurveda is all about self love and self care, so that we take care of, ourselves, care of ourselves, so that we can show up more beautifully for for everyone in our lives, and our community, and the world, and beyond. So, um, those are some of the practices I would leave our good. listeners with.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Sandia. Now. Uh, if if our listeners want to find you how do they find you where are you on social your website ah, yeah
0: so I'm on um, um, you know website are defunct right now nobody uh-huh. looks at website but my platform is alchemy alchemyayurveda.com okay. but my insta handle is at sandhya ramaswamy okay my first and last name and um do I need to spell it or it'll probably... I'll put it in the captions
1: so, below. For yeah,
0: yeah. And same thing on Facebook. So, um, you know, so when I feel inspired, I put recipes and I just hope this has been um, very um, insightful and hopefully it's piqued people's interest into Ayurveda to delve deeper. And hopefully they can put at least one thing to practice and they can start seeing shifts and be excited to learn more and go deeper. That's my wish and prayer and blessing for everyone. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Real Women Shine podcast with Beach Candy Swimwear. We hope this episode brightened your day and inspired you to shine your brightest. If you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button below. You can also shop and connect with us at beachcandyswimwear.com.